0: Welcome. He's all the way from California to talk to us. Hi, everybody. I'm Steve Bordner. I'm an alcoholic. Politics and AA. I don't know what he's talking about. It's just one big fellowship here. Now that we've stopped drinking, our halos shine, and we never argue about anything. That may be the punctuation in the big book, <laughs> or gratitude, that's a controversy. I mean, the great thing about Alcoholics Anonymous is you never know when one old-timer in a walker is going to get in a fist fight with another old-timer in the walker <laughs> at an intergroup meeting, you know? I love that. Remember, um, uh, second edition is my favorite edition of the big book, and in The Professor in the Paradox, he says that Alcoholics Anonymous was born in a riot. And uh, so if you're here expecting utopia, uh, this is a very human place. And I don't think I could have survived my sobriety days, May 25th, 1979. And uh, I, I couldn't have survived in a place that wasn't very human, uh, which is the most spiritual of all conditions, I think. Uh, I think on 62, 63, that's what Bill's really telling me. You know, Bill says, that he compares us, <clears throat> says we're an extreme example of selfishness, self-centeredness, not a unique one. Not even the most extreme. Sometimes I want to take my alcoholism and make it a badge. You now, make it different than those normies. Those normies who don't have a program. You know why normal people don't have a program? They don't need one. <laughs> I don't need a sponsor to tell me the kinds of things my sponsor tells me. You know, if drinking is like hitting yourself in the head with a hammer, most people who do it would do it once and stop. And even if they did it compulsively, they probably wouldn't have to go to meetings for the rest of their life not to hit themselves in the head with a hammer. But we come here every day so we don't hit ourselves in the head with a hammer and we get more spiritual than the rest of the people on the planet. We say those normies, they don't have a program. That's right. This is, who's their, this is their first year, first year of sobriety. All right. I am so sorry for you. God. You are in Loserville here, you know. You really screwed up. You're an Alcoholics Anonymous, the lamest place on the face of the earth. You're sitting in chairs that the Baptist youth just got out of. On a Friday night, listen to some mook talk about God so you don't die with a big liver out of here. It's so sad what has happened to us. You're an alcoholic. No, oh, so sad. I'm going to tell you. You know, it just is. And you know the worst thing about ending up in AA is all the stupid people in your life were right. All the stupid people. Your high school principal. You keep doing what you're doing. You're going to get in trouble. The nuns. You keep doing what you're doing. You're going to get in trouble. Your pastor. Your rabbi. You keep doing what you're doing. You're going to get in trouble. Here you are. Friday night, could be out in the boat, drinking, being somebody. Nope, you're here. <laughs> Listening to some idiot from California when you could have brought somebody in from Texas or Oklahoma to do this talk just as well. <laughs> talk about God, are you going to die with a big fat liver out there? <laughs> it's really sad. Sad. Yeah, newcomers, you're in a room full of losers. These people can't split a pint or they will die. <laughs> how sad Alcoholics Anonymous is. You know, we really want to think it's hip, especially in California. Everybody, you know, because I've i gone to meetings with like four or five Academy Award winners in the room and, you know, lots of porn actresses and... Uh, <laughs> I have one friend who says you can't have too many porn actresses in a movie, in a, in a meeting, and uh, <laughs> it's always nice to take a group conscience on those meetings, and... Uh, So it's a little different out there, but you know, in California, you forget, you think AA was started like in Big Sur, Laguna Beach, in a hot tub, no. Alcoholics Anonymous was started in Akron, Ohio, the lamest place on the face of the earth in 1935 by, by men who were more white than Wonder Bread. and more conservative than Goebbels. I tell you, I mean, Bill Wilson used to get drunk and write letters to Franklin Delano Roosevelt, calling him a communist, telling him he needed to resign. Alcoholics Anonymous is the Chevrolet of spirituality. You don't astral project. You don't get to go back to Rome and meet your relative. You just get to haul some stupid newcomer to a meeting. (laughs) It's about as spiritual as it gets here. (laughs) And if you're lucky, if it's real spiritual, they'll vomit in your car. Yeah, a friend of mine, I just spoke at a conference, and this friend of ours said, this is great. It's the best comment I've ever heard about Alcoholics Anonymous. said, Alcoholics Anonymous, staying sober a long time in Alcoholics Anonymous is like getting kicked to death by rabbits. (laughs) Isn't that great? (laughs) It's like, that's it. That's it. And you know, it's just the fact is there's no place else to go. I mean, I, I'd go somewhere else, but I'll drink if I do. And then whatever problems I've got today with you people will go away. See, because that's really the problem I have, is you. It doesn't surprise me we need to tell you not to park and no parking. Doesn't surprise me. My God, we get on airplanes and they say, do not disconnect the smoke alarm. Why would you tell that to somebody who's on an airplane that if it catches on fire, they're going to die? Why? They're Honest to God, in the valley, there's a sign that says, all right to make a left turn, here's the part, if safe. <laughs> Why do I have to tell people that? Shouldn't they be able to figure that out themselves? People tick me off. You irritate me. You irritate me when you're not even doing it. There was a guy on the airplane just the way he was sitting down was irritating me. The way people put their luggage in the compartment irritates me. I get irritated see because that's the nature of places, people, places and things. You know, you get sober, you can move different places. You can go any place you want. I can move here. Great thing about being an AA and moving to Texas or Oklahoma is you people got to accept me or die. <laughs> I've been all over. Berlin, Costa Rica. I've been to a. 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 everywhere. It's great. It's great. So places I can change. Things, i got a few dollars in my pocket now that I'm not buying Boone's Farm apple wine or a little ripple. And uh, so I can get things. It's the people. It's the people. Not just the out. All people irritate the snot out of me. Let's just take one that all irritates all of us. The crosswalk button. Alright? You only have to push it once. <laughs> once you push it, the circuit is set. It doesn't matter how much you push it. That walk sign is not coming any quicker, and yet you people, just to mess with my day, stand on the corner and continually do this over and over and over again. Now, on a good day, when I've talked to my sponsor, meditated, worked the steps, and I'm spiritually fit, I can drive by you and go... Have a nice day, brother. <laughs> on a day when I'm not working a particularly good program, I want to get out of my car and bitch slap you. You understand what I'm saying?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Getting on airplanes. I, I, I'm so glad that you no longer can t- take Aunt Martha into the airport with you. <laughs> Just us people trying to get on the plane because that's bad enough. But here's what happens on a plane. A guy gets on an airplane, his seat, his ticket says 37A. So he stops at the first row. Okay, I'm going to give you that one. Maybe the plane starts with 37A, all right? I'm giving you that one because I'm a humanitarian. But it says one. Oh, what a surprise. So that would think to say, move on, right? No, no, you go to the next row thinking it goes 137A. (laughs) Here's alcoholics, the parking. I'm in my home group, right? Now we have my home groups. It wasn't a little church. We moved it. Little church, they have some rules for us. These people do not need an Al-Anon meeting. These are not control issues. They just have a few rules they'd like us to obey if we're gonna have our meeting in their home and they didn't ask for our vote. One of those rules is no pets in the meeting. I don't know, I don't mind. I don't mind you bring your dog to the meeting. I don't care. Oh, Yeah, Texas, we always take our dogs to the meeting. (laughs) Hell, my dog sponsors me, boy. My dogs worked the steps thirty-seven times. And if, of course, you don't meet her at the conference, then that, oh, never mind. So anyway, is it true that when you move from Texas to Oklahoma, the IQ in both states go up? I don't. But anyway, newcomers. That's called there was too much love, so I got to push them back and see if I can get them back. See. They liked me too much. I got to mess with it now. So anyway, I, I, you know, sometimes you sort of have to be. The, I'm not one of those people that will give you my opinion. I, I don't. I really don't like to give my opinions to newcomers too much because they could hit you. You know, I really admire old timers that get in that newcomers faces because they forget they're detoxing. You know, when you're detoxing, you're just a little irritable. All my guys go, I'm having feelings, I'm having feelings. I'm going, No, you're not having feelings. It's just detoxing. Go, oh, thank God. Feelings happen in the second year. So, <laughs> sometimes for male alcoholics, they never happen. <laughs> Way too many women laughed on that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just remember the only thing in common with the people you date is that you pick them. <laughs> Out of all the people you could have picked, you picked them. Believe me, I wish I'd known that, uh, that having felony convictions would have made you more dateable in AA. I wish I'd known that. I'd have got busted some more, you know. Just didn't know. Who knew? Who knew? Who knew that's, you know, I got this one friend that, uh, you like, almost shot his wife. You know, and when you hear him talk, the women have two reactions. Some of them are going like this. "Ah," And some of them are going, why doesn't Joe love me that much? (laughs) Joe never wanted to shoot me. I need a man who will love me enough to kill me. (laughs) So ay yeah yeah relationships, singles and sobriety. You know what? I don't know if you guys want to make this conference any bigger, but last night when I was listening to Jennifer, and if you didn't hear her last night, you got to get Jennifer's tape. It was just a marvelous, marvelous talk. Just, just terrific, and so, so much about what it's like, and, 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 and it was so humorous, and yet underneath it, there's all that pain. And, uh, Norm said that Alcoholics Anonymous is a place where we, we, we uh, laugh at our misery and we cry at our joy. You know, and, and it was such a talk like that. But I was sitting over there and so we're down and I'm looking up and so the only thing I could see is I couldn't see, on the sign, all I could see was this. <laughs> I thought that's a great name for a conference, sin and sobriety, boy. This place out. You'd have to get a bigger space. You could get Texas Stadium, fill it up with that. Have a hell of a lot of newcomers with that one. Sin and sobriety, yeah. That's a workshop I want to go to. So I'm sitting in my uh, I'm sitting in my home group, and and Adam, Alabama was my spiritual grandmother. Said, you know, sometimes you gotta suit up and be the mommy and their daddy. And this guy's walking up the street with a little dog. And, you know, the church says you can't have dogs. So I'm hoping, I don't know this guy, so I'm hoping he'll keep moving on, but now he's coming up the door, and I'm in the door, and I'm looking around to see if, you know, somebody who's not working a great program will get into his face for me, and they're not there. So I stand, and I take those deep breaths. Because, um, um, you know, when you give alcoholics bad news, they never take it well. I don't care. You can find the biggest guru in your meeting, and it, just let him talk a little bit. Turn around and go, shh, you watch him. You watch him. That shush is for other people. I'm a guru. I'm saying things that are important. So I go, hey, good morning, good morning. How are you? Good, good to see you, good to see you, good to see you. Welcome to the group. To, but you know what? The, the church, bad church, mean church, nasty church. Not me, not me. The church, church. Not I. The church says you can't bring the dog into the meeting. And he said the classic alcoholic thing. It's just a little dog. <laughs> well, you see, we, the, the, the church didn't say size of dog. I know they're jerks, but they didn't. But that's like, you know, it's, <laughs> that's just it. I, I really have believed that the rules be- apply to me. And, and it's okay to break them as long as I'm willing to pay the consequence. I was in traffic school there. I got first ticket in a long time. I swear to God, I was the only one. And as far as I know, other alcoholics in there. And it was amazing. All these non-alcoholics. Well, I was doing 90, but so was everybody else. And, and I was not the O&N. And, and I just said, you know, i speed and I've sped a lot. And it was my turn in the barrel. That's here. You know, I just didn't get resentful because I actually was going that fast. And, you know, you pay the ticket, you go to school, and you take care of it. And that's just a great freedom. They're not doing it to me anymore, see because I have the type of personality that will take an impersonal world personally. People I don't even know get up in the morning. They go, now what should I do today? Let's see. Go to the gym, go to work. And I don't know Steve Bordner, but I'm gonna cut him off on the freeway (laughs) just to mess with him. And newcomers, I'm just going to tell you, this is deep, I'm going to give you the deep spiritual stuff tonight too. I like this, this is Baptist AA in here too because everybody's already talking back to the podium. Amen, bridge, hi, okay, so. So we're we'll all getting slain in the spirit tonight for the first time. Walking on water and talking in tongues. That's just called being drunk, you know, we did, we talked in tongues a lot. So, yeah. alcoholics and not. So if you're new, this is like a weird place. It's a strange place. It's full of contradictions. We call it paradox. Just to make it sound spiritual. But it's really contradictions. I I was thinking about a couple of them. Here's a couple of contradictions. One thing you'll hear is somebody say, let us love you until you can love yourself. And then in the same meeting you're going to hear... What we think about you is none of your business. (laughs) You can ask one old timer, what do I do with problems? And they go, hang on. Then you can ask another one, they go, let go. (laughs) And here's my favorite don't make any decisions in the first year, get a sponsor. place. Very strange. That's because the inmates run the asylum here. <laughs> just think about it. If I went back to this mythical 12-step program, you know, about hitting your head and self with the head and the hammer, just think, how long you been here? 35 years. I've had to come here 35 years to keep myself from hitting myself in the head with a hammer one day at a time. You're a loser. What a loser. You're here 35 years, right? And yet, if you're here 35 years, we'll bow down. (laughs) We'll think you're something special because you haven't poisoned yourself in 35 years. We are easy to impress here. It doesn't take much to impress us. And here's deep spiritual truth. Deep spiritual truth. I didn't make this up. Alan McGinnis, who died 10, 20 years before I got sober. Uh, Wonderful speaker. Got a book called The Rest of Your Life that's out. Just wonderful. I think on a par with the stuff Chuck C said. Here's deep spiritual truth. This is the kind of stuff I had to come to Alcoholics Anonymous to learn. I cannot learn this without a sponsor, a home group, the steps, and divine intervention. Here it is. You ready? Deep breath. This is deep. Let the tailgater pass. amazed me the first time I heard it. I know it amazes you. <laughs> let the tailgater pass. I would never thought about that without a sponsor. Without a sponsor, there's only one or two things to do to a tailgater. You slow down so their head gets big and their eyes explode. <laughs> or you let them pass you and then you tailgate them. to get out of their way let them go on, get out of your life too long down the road never would have occurred to me. I mean, there's a guy in our home group that says, they can't cut you off if you let them in. (laughs) Now you say that kind of stuff in your home group when you go back, (gasps) he's God. He's God. Oh my God. Yes. Sponsor me. Marry me. You're a spiritual giant. (laughs) Because you're used to dating people who slept with your sister, spent all the money, killed the chihuahua, and then left. Now, newcomers, our job with old-timers is to mess with you. That's really all we have to do. We can't do anything for you. As somebody said, and I think they're right, our job is to mess with you till you get it. See, because we can't give it to you. You have to get it. That's usually between you and God. We're just the instrument of that. God knows. A I, I, guy that died in my home group a couple years ago, I mean, had all the big time sponsors in Southern California hung up. Just died. And, and, and I'll probably talk about that a little bit. But we, we, get, we get to mess with you. I mess with newcomers all the time. I love to mess with newcomers. Uh, I, I like to lie to them. I will lie to newcomers if I think it'll keep them sober. Oh, sure you'll get married. (laughs) Oh yes, I'm sure there's a girl out there for you. Iago, I'm sure there is. Uh, The hump in your back won't make any difference. I'm sure she'll be able to look right past that. And there actually are several groups in California that uh, actually that's an asset to have. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Uh, no, but I'll go up to a newcomer. Uh, no, what, I'll go up to a newcomer. i go, how long you got? I'll go, 35 days. I'll go, great. Great. 45 days, we send you a gift. <laughs> now, I was thinking, Texas, you change that. 45 days, we send you to the gift, but that's all whole different thing. Is the, is the gift like the Sopranos here? What is the gift? i mean the gift, man, yeah. Uh. Jojo didn't work the steps. He sleeps with the fishes. The gift. Everybody hears the gift. The gift. Okay. Is <laughs> that a movie about Satan? I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> so. They, You know, they get like 55 days, they come up to me and they go, hey, where's my gift? I go, how much time you got? He says, go, 55 days. I said, oh, we moved that up. It's 89 days now.
1: <laughs>
0: and I'll play this game for about six months and finally they'll go, I know what the gift is. I know what the gift is, Steve. It's sobriety, isn't it? I go, that's right. That's the gift. <laughs> Guys will call me, four o'clock in the morning. Now, she broke their heart at 9 p.m. call at 9 p.m. No, no. At 9 p.m., all they need is God, them, and the big book. They'll be fine. At 4 p.m., when there's a little mass of sobriety, they call me.
1: (laughs) She did me, daddy. and I go,
0: well, repage 22. I don't know what's on 22. I haven't read 22 in years. I have no idea what it done to my head. I couldn't tell you what was on 22. Ten minutes later, thanks, Steve, 22 saved my life. Oh God, you're brilliant! So I gotta read 22, figure out what I said, so I can continue to look good. Now, newcomers, what they won't tell you is you're allowed to mess with us. You can mess with old timers. It's allowed. They won't tell you this, but it's allowed. And you have to understand that you have just joined the most rigid organization on the face of the earth, Alcoholics Anonymous. We don't like to think that. We like to think we're sort of bohemian and laid back. That's when we're drinking. (laughs) You get sober, you get a little rigid and opinionated about everything. Now, see, this is what happened. I was in a meeting called in La Cunada in California, and I love this meeting because they're a little older. Uh, I'm a, it's a meeting where I can still go and they'll call me kid. I like that. Because, see, the problem with staying sober 23 years is you get 23 years older, which never occurred to me. I mean, I never wanted to be the ward cleaver of my group. That was not a goal. You know, you know I'm, I'm looking at the girl I'm going to ask out, and she's going, you're so much like my dad. So it just... 'Cause in my head I'm not, you know, I'm still fifteen in my head. You know, you start out sponsoring guys, you're the big brother, and then you could be like the father. It's weird. So they still they're older up there, they call me kid. And I go up there and there's you know, they give us chips now. I don't know if it's like this in Texas, but in California, you do not take a chip one second before it's time to take a chip. Right? So this woman's down there, and they said, anybody want to take a 30-day chip? And I just think she was trying to be nice. She was just, she was 45. She wasn't, she just said, I have 28 days. Could I take a 30-day chip? Oh, my God, you would have thought she farted. Oh, my God. Oh, no, no, you can't take a chip a second early. There'll be boils and twigs and grasshoppers, and we'll all die. <laughs> from a group of people that only a couple of years ago left their house on Halloween to get a pack of cigarettes and woke up January 12th still in costume. (laughs) You know the little number where you got the nun on the front and the hooker on the back, that one? Yeah, I love it. You know, oh my God, you know, we weren't always on time. You can't take a chip one second early whoa, oh, no. This guy, is t- uh, this guy is telling me a story. Uh, uh, it's a true story. This, this clubhouse was trying to run the clubhouse by the traditions. And you guys know the clubhouses aren't really AA. They're separate entities. But they were trying to run the clubhouse by the traditions. And so they were trying to figure out whether it would break the traditions to put a soda machine in the clubhouse. Now, any of you who've ever been on a committee know how long this is going to take to decide in <laughs> Alcoholics Anonymous. Congress and the Senate could pass it first. <laughs> Somebody could sue and the Supreme Court would rule on it before we're going to pass it. <laughs> so they argue about this, contra pro, contra And finally they take the vote and they vote that, you know, maybe it would be okay to put this soda machine in the clubhouse. And then this guy who's my kind of alcoholic, you know, just a pebble in the boot of AA, raises his hand and says, Mr. Chairman, there's an issue we have not addressed. And he goes, what? And he goes, I like Pepsi. the chairman almost killed him because he knew what it meant you know 17 more hours of arguing pepsi coke akron new york bob bill clarence oh my god so newcomers this is what you do next time your home group's going to have its yearly picnic you go to the meeting and as they're talking about things you raise your hand and said mr chairman i think this year we need to move the picnic tables over there The oldest of the old timers will raise himself up on his walker to his four foot two height. Say, we don't move the tables at the home group here. Bill Wilson had potato salad right there. Dr. Bob Brookwin, right? We don't move the tables here. Tables were there when I got sober, they're good enough for you. See, because at 23 years I'm not an old timer, I'm just in the old timer training program. Place where you teach you to say things like, uh, didn't have 12 steps when I got sober. I had 37. Didn't have chairs, we sat on rocks. Didn't, didn't have coffee, we drank fungus. It was a different program. <laughs> and I just want to say this. I, if you're new, welcome to Alcoholics Anonymous. This is the greatest time in the world to be sober. The golden age of AA has not passed because if it has, we're all screwed. I certainly hope that the best time of my sobriety isn't past in '79, '83, '96. Because I got, you know, I hopefully got another 23 years of this thing to do. I hope the really good times are in front. And unfortunately, if you listen to people like me sometimes, you'd think you got to AA by the time it was a loser. You know, and I don't know about you, but I'm tired of getting places that were better before I got there. You know, apparently this country was greater before I was born. <laughs> and if you're not careful, you'll think AA was better before you got here. And here's old timers, here's how you do it to them. This conference is going to happen. You've been to 19, you've been to 16, you've been to 15, and somebody has just come to their first one. You're going to get back off the hilltop. You sit down in the meeting and that newcomer is going to go, wasn't that conference great? And you're going to go, yeah, it's pretty good, but back in 96. 1996, we had the Rolling Stones, the Beatles, and Liberace. (laughs) Chuck C. Walked right on water that year. Walked right out here in the lake. Whole damn thing. (laughs) Oh, bam, skinny dip. It was a guest time. (laughs) See, but this is their good old days. It's an old time. The only thing I've got to say is, yeah, it was a great conference. It's terrific. So glad you're here. What was good about it, you know, because it's their first. I don't want to take it away from them. This is the, you know, it's amazing because when I got into Alcoholics Anonymous, it was, what, 45 years old. What an amazing thing to join an organization that's only 45. This thing's only going to be 70. It's a baby. And if the best times happened in 50 or 60 or 80, we shame the newcomers. Like somehow we're giving him something second hand. And I've been around for 23 years. I didn't get sober in Southern California. I got sober in Columbia, South Carolina. Yeah, ooh. You know, believe me, there was no problem with the 13th step there because all the women were older than me and married. First AA dance I went to was like Jungle Gardenia was the primary (laughs) scent. (laughs) They played Glenn Miller. You know, I go to dances today in L.A. and there's girls 30 days off Similac. I mean, that's a little difference. My sponsor says I can cross the street next week if I stay sober. You know? (laughs) L.A. is a weird place for meetings. But we're talking young. So, uh... I mean, it's just this, but I walked in there and they were all retired sergeant majors because there's a little place there called Fort Jackson. Some of you may have done some basic training there. So that means all the old timers are retired sergeant majors with seventh grade educations. Weren't people this college educated hippie had much in common with. But they saved my life. And they saved my life because that was the meeting to go to. There weren't a lot of you know The great thing in L.A. is I can go to a meeting with people just like me. You know, my meeting's sort of suburban, a lot of Volvos, a lot of baby seats, a lot of people work in the studios, a lot of mommies, a lot of daddies, a lot of houses. That kind of, that's the kind of meeting. I mean, there's a lot of people just sort of middle class meeting. A little artsy, a little, little to the left, but that, you know, and then I know people, you, you can go find any meeting you want. You want to ride with bikers? They're there. And so, so the thing about LLA is I can go to people just like me. And you know, Marie Stinner, who was here in '86, used to say that she wasn't so happy about that change in in, in AA because uh, the place she went to, everybody was there, and that she'd been raped by bikers, and she had to come to learn them, love them in the meeting, and uh, the rednecks that had hurt her, she had to come to love them in the meeting, and the going with to, to meetings with people who aren't like you. Was a thing. So I don't know. I I do not believe that at its base, what was given to me in form is any different today in 2002 than it was in 1979 when those people handed it to me. Although the meetings in California are very different than the meetings I went to in South Carolina, and probably very different. And that's the problem with moving. You know, when I move, I have to adjust to you. I mean, I, you know, we didn't talk about feelings in 1979 in Columbia South. No, those guys had never had any. Why should you? <laughs> they went through WW2 without a feeling. You know, and, and drugs, uh, you know, I, I always joke, when I got sober, drugs were not a controversy. When I got sober, the old timers in South Carolina did not think you weren't sober if you were on drugs. They thought you were a communist. Who'd you vote for? <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean it was just a whole different thing. And then I move out to and white, 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 white. I mean, again, it looks like wonder bread for the most part. You know, I've been back there and, and it's it's much more diversified today, which i love to see. But but you know, I'd move out to California and I go to a midnight meeting and I'm there with transsexuals and gang members from Thailand and and and, <laughs> and you know, girls off the street. I'm going, We are not in Kansas anymore, Toto. oh this is wild you know and they're younger and weird and, and tattooed in places I don't even touch on my own body <laughs> I mean it was real culture shock uh, and, and, and I've grown to love that about Alcoholics Anonymous that a couple years ago I, when I was married uh, I married a woman who was having an affair when I got married <laughs> You people laugh at odd things. So glad that makes you happy. That newcomers, if you, if you ever aspire to this job of speaking, you have to deal with that. They're weird, these people. They laugh at the strangest things. You go, they'll come before you talk, they'll go, tell that story. Remember, Remember when they elected you prettiest on the cell block and stabbed you and you were in all that pain? Tell that story. I love that story. Okay. So, and I thought that was weird for her to have an affair when we got married. She didn't understand the rules of cheating. You, you don't cheat at the wedding. You marry them thinking they're the love of your life. They turn into a bastard. Then you cheat on them. That's the way it goes. But I've got to tell you, I've been depressed. I've been hurt. I was traumatized. I, I, I say that, to, that, that one of the things that will happen in sobriety is you're going to have the bomb go off maybe many times. If you are here getting sober, thinking that getting sober will now make it all okay because we tell you it gets better, let me explain what I mean when I tell you it gets better. Because you have to be careful with a person like with me when you tell them it's going to get better. Because you say it's going to get better and my head hears I'm going to get everything I ever wanted. If I stay sober, that will be the reward. The problem with that is, when it doesn't happen, why should I stay sober? Alan McGinnis said that if you stay in alcoholic's anonymous long enough, you're going to get everything you ever came to get here, or you're going to find out that you're never going to get what you came to get here, and then why are you going to stay sober? See, and, and in 23 years, there's been a lot of letting go of things I thought I would get if I stayed sober. Been a lot of gifts, a lot of loss. That's what life's about. So you tell me it gets better, and that's what my head hears. It's not what you're saying. It's what my head hears. And and this is is what I mean when I say it gets better. Her name was Michelle. Michelle has been, no, God. You know, the dance is going to be in a little while. Just keep those hormones under check. We all know nobody's going home with anybody anyway. It's Friday night. You don't go home with them tonight. If you do, you're stuck with them for the whole weekend. Nobody's going to anybody's room to the last dance tomorrow night. Just mellow out. Tonight it's a little shopping. That's all we're doing. Nobody want to wake up with Mr. or Mrs. Wrong for Saturday and Sunday. And then they're stalking you. (laughs) On water skis. Uh, When he said he had a big boat, that's exactly what he meant. (laughs) I don't know. You know, it just... The silent news runs across here. I'm sorry, just goes there and it comes out. Where was I? Huh? Michelle, thank you. Yeah, I was actually going to get, I was actually going to get a little serious. Michelle has been dead, mm, 18 years. Michelle was a dancer. And when she danced, she hurt her back. And she got a year sober, and they decided they were going to operate on her back. And they made a mistake, and they paralyzed her. She's paralyzed for a year. And then she walked again, and they took another operation, and she was paralyzed for another six months. And then in her third year of sobriety, she got lung cancer, and she died. That was it, folks. That was her whole sobriety. Now, when she was in, and I was there when she died. She did not, and those of you who have been a caretaker, know that it's not a Hollywood ending. It's ugly. It's scary, not necessarily peaceful. She was scared to death of dying. She panicked many times. She did not see death coming as a friend or looking at going home. She didn't want to go. She was not a happy camper, and yet every night she would get in the wheelchair, and while Cedar Sinai still had a chemical dependency unit, would go down to that chemical dependency unit and tell those people that getting sober was worth it. That's what I mean when I say it's getting sober. It gets better, because I believe it's better to live that way than not live that way, although it changes nothing. Didn't change that she died. Didn't change anything, except for when I go over to Cedar sinai I almost always tell that story. And a couple of times there's been somebody in the group that was in that CD ward when Michelle was there, and she is remembered. So that's what I mean when I say it gets better. Because I'm selfish and self-centered. I'm still selfish and self-centered. I'm still a liar, a cheat, and a thief. I am not the well speaker. And, I really, I, and I'm the only male speaker this weekend, which I love. I think that's great. You know, usually it's like three men and one, one I love it that it's all women and just one, I, 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 one guy. I think that's terrific, whoever put that line up together. Jennifer certainly wasn't the well speaker last night. And I think she'll take that as a compliment. You know, I, Claire is the well-speaker. Claire, you just—that's—that's—that's that's, that's a story that will awe, inspire you. And and I, I don't know about Joanne. I met her at dinner, and I'm doubtful. But <laughs> I'm doubtful. I think it's all going to depend on how the bridge goes tomorrow. If she loses, it may give a whole different meaning to spiritual speaker. And for you new, the spiritual meeting on Sunday just means that we don't cuss as much as we normally do. (laughs) I'm not. I'm not well. And I don't want to get well. Because if I get well, what do I need you for? If I get well, I'm out of here. And there's a part of me that's looking to get well enough so I don't need you anymore because there's a part of me that just wants to go, I've done enough. Now you have to leave me alone. Now you have to leave me alone. Second later, I'll go, where did you go? Because alcoholics, as the guy in the professor in the paradox said, are people who, when they're out, one in, and when they're in, they want out. See, and I'm selfish and I'm self-centered, and I have a little story about that. This is a game I play, you're welcome to play it, and meanings that bore me. <gasps> did he say some alcoholics anonymous meetings were boring? Boy's not grateful, is he? Well, you know what? I've been going to 23 meetings for 23 years. I've heard it all. You'll hear everything you're ever going to hear in Alcoholics Anonymous the first 30 days you're here. (laughs) There is no new information. Some of us put it in a clever package, you know, and we mix it up and it's interesting in our stories, but there's no new information. This is really simple. This is not brain surgery. This is Alcoholics Anonymous. By the very title of the organization, proves we are not MENZA
1: students.
0: (laughs) You're not going to go. Where are you going tonight? An Alcoholics Anonymous meeting. Would you be the CEO of my company? Probably not going to happen. For normal people. So, this is a game I play. It just shows you how self-centered I am. I'm sitting in a meeting and I'm bored with it because I'm bored. Not because the meeting's boring. Somebody's staying sober, including me. And I stay in boring meetings because I've got to get through those to get to the interesting ones. Okay? Uh, I have a friend of mine that says he only needs to hear one thing in a meeting. He just doesn't know when it's going to happen. So he never leaves. And, and you know, I feel very spiritually fit when I walk out of a boring meeting and I stayed. Yeah, you know, I'm a spiritual giants damn, I'm good, you know, and so, okay, so here's just an example of how, after 23 years, how selfish and self-centered I still am. Aliens bust into the room, and they're going to kill everybody on the planet. But they're going to keep a few of us alive in, like, a human zoo as an example of the indigenous people that were here, and they pick me to be the leader because I'm so special. Now, that's incredibly self-centered. Why are they going to pick me out of all of you? I'm not the prettiest, the smartest, the tallest, but I'm so special, they're going to pick me. And they're going to let me take ten of you with me. Now, as soon as I say, they're going to let me take ten of you with me, you stop thinking about what I'm saying and think, would it be me? Let me just tell you this, all the men die. Wayne, he's dead. (laughs) I'm taking no competition to the island. I'm not getting voted off. All right. Don't feel bad. We're gonna starve to death in about two minutes because I'm not picking these women because they know how to build a lean-to or make fire. So. I may be doing you a favor. I don't know. I mean, that's just incredibly selfish and self-centered. You know, and, 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 and I think the great thing about Alcoholics Anonymous is it has removed that, but I'm smart. You know, some of people come into Alcoholics Anonymous and they don't like it. How did I end up here? Well, it was all that drinking you were doing. <laughs> <laughs> really not a complex question. <laughs> Drink a quart a day, you're probably going to end up here. right? And then they always think, what do you people want from me? That 72 Hyundai you're driving, that's what we, we really got. We really got our eye on that puppy, man. I'm ripping you off for that, Yep, yeah. 72 Hyundai, that's what I want. In that case of bad breath, oh yeah. I think, actually, we will buy you a bra. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I came to Alcoholics Anonymous, and I loved it. I loved it from the minute I came in here. It was like, you, I, the, the spiritual principle of first step is hopelessness. I have to be hopeless in order to get this thing. And the spiritual principle for me of the second step is hope. And I got that my very first meeting. My first meeting was May 1st. My sobriety date's May 25th. There was three weeks in there where I was, uh, basically I was going to do the, the four-day-off, three-day-on program.